Welcome everybody to Make My Day podcast. This will be one of our merriest episodes of them all. This is Luca Preeti here with my fellow co-hosts George Lahoff and Winston Moy. How are you feeling today, George? Doing good. I can finally breathe a little bit again. I got a lot of updates. It's been, I think this is like how I feel every time we talk. It's just, it's been insane. And this has been absolutely insane the past two weeks in the shop. But it's it's good because I've I, gotten to be in the shop. So so feeling good. I got a lot of updates for you guys today. How about yourself, Winston? Uh, can't complain. Um, holiday seasons are extra busy. Um, just because I work for a company that sells physical products. So after Black Friday, with the holiday ramp up, there's just, there's a lot going on at work. But I personally am doing pretty good. So uh, yeah. Luke, how are you doing? Um, I think I'm on the same page as both of you. Feeling pretty good. Um, maybe it's the holidays kind of, you know, fogging my mind of everything else that is going on. But yeah, I'm, I'm excited for the holidays. As a teacher, I'm excited for winter break. Um, I've just finished a product, which I've been out of the shop for so long. It was really nice to do something even as simple as a cutting board. Nice. Um, so, you know, it's, it's one of those, those small wins that has been helping me get by, but yeah, I'm feeling pretty good. So, um, I'm excited to start talking to you guys today. Yeah. So, so who was the cutting board for? Cause I actually have to make one for my mother-in-law and, you know, it's just a cutting board, and yet I'm like, I'm like overanalyzing everything. I'm like trying to make this the best cutting board I've ever made, and it's literally just simple. It's just a bunch of hardwoods put together, but I'm trying to like design for once in there. So I'm mm-hmm. like overstressing that unnecessarily. Well, so, so who was yours for? <laughs> so mine was for. It's kind of funny. Um, the neighborhood I grew up in, it was really cool because our backyards are all kind of conjoined together. So one of the neighbors back yard neighbors um their daughter uh she wanted to get a cutting board for her parents who are moving to north carolina oh cool so like as a housewarming gift and um kind of like you know uh welcome to your new state i don't know something like that she said she designed everything on there i just had to transfer it online and so i've been um you know getting pretty good with all the different inkscape or those types of software um, and like modifications you can do with even Microsoft Word and like how you can change brightness and contrast and stuff uh, within there. I know you can do this within other photo editors, but I'm very cheap. So I'm doing it all <laughs> as free as possible. And um, yeah, she she had this idea. She reached out to me um, maybe like a month ago. And I said, if you can give me like a deadline very close to Christmas, then I will do it for you. And so I have not spoken to her in a very, very long time. Um, Haven't seen her or her brother in a very long time. But it was one of those like where we had a connection from a long time ago that I was like, you know what? I definitely want to do that. I think it would be cool. And her design was, to me, fairly unique. It had coordinates involved, the um, state, and then like a heart was um, where I guess their house would be like generally speaking within the state. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So and it was hand drawn, all handwritten. I kept all of that. So um, I thought like it was a unique touch to it instead of just the normal state heart, you're done. So you glow forged um, this, like you lasered on the design on top of a board. Nice. Yeah. And it was um, like a cherry hardwood um, nice. live edge. Uh, I made sure to clean up like the bark and everything. And it was actually too thick for the glow forge, but somehow the glow forge was able to still focus enough to make it look clean. So wow. I learned that. <laughs> The Glowforge can actually hit something that's like a 16th of an inch higher than um, what it says it can do. It's not um, like I wouldn't do really fine detail, but I was doing thicker lines since it was handwriting. I told her to write with a marker and I thought it came out perfectly fine. Wow, that's like impressive. It, so just keeping that in mind, if you're like at, you know, 0.56, you really can um, have that board go in there. For me, it was uh, one in what would that have been? One and seven eighths, I guess. And really, I normally can only do a little less than like one and three quarters. So I was almost, I guess, a more than a sixteenth of an inch over its normal thickness. But yeah, it came out really good. So I learned a couple of things with the Glowforge. Um, and yeah, getting wood quickly, sanding it down. Like I was able to get that done a lot quicker than I usually did. So I was very happy with the final result. That's really interesting to me because yeah. I actually keep a 
um, a blue light laser um, that's just on like a, a rig so I could throw it on top of everything that's too big for the Glowforge. Mm-hmm. Um, like these mallets I'm putting together, um, the, the Thor ones for uh, the Marine Corps, they're like, I don't want to have to like cut up the wood and then glue them back together to make them fit in the laser. So they're three and a half inches thick, which is like never going to fit even under that laser. So, <laughs> so I use the blue light laser, which, you know, it's slower and, you know, it's definitely not as fine, but it gets the job done. But I, that that's good to know that I can kind of push the glow. For, I've always kind of wished that I could drop off the the bottom floor of the Glowforge so yeah. that I could just like shove anything I want in there. And then like, I don't know, extend it. I, I hate that it's kind of, you know, that you can't customize things like that and can only fit up to a certain amount of thickness. But I, th- I think that's pretty interesting. But you were mentioning, so you're mentioning Microsoft Word. And to this day, um, I think I always use Microsoft PowerPoint Mm-hmm. um for removing backgrounds fast from pictures it yeah. to me that is like one of the best background removal tools i've ever seen where you just have to like click certain dots and it'll just figure it out for you versus like you know going into you know i'll go for more detailed work i'll go into illustrator and use the pen tool and like get around everything but but microsoft powerpoint to this day like their background removal tools like on point <laughs> yeah I totally agree with you with that. There is um, a website called remove.bg. Huh. If you ever wanted to try that out, that's what um, all of my students use for a lot of like the things online. So you could try it, but I agree with you that Microsoft's remove background <laughs> is like a hidden gem. It really works very well. It's pretty okay. impressive. <laughs> you too. Well, I don't know about you, Luke, if you use a Mac, but George, yes. <laughs> you need to get uh, Pixelmator Pro. Uh, and or affinity photo because those are like photoshop alternatives that are like max like 50 60 bucks for a perpetual license you own forever like no uh, recurring subscription fee and the background removal removal tools are just like just like they're pretty darn close to um photoshop i think uh, Affinity Photo even has like a, a fake like healing brush tool so you can like highlight something and it'll like computationally try and make it disappear. Nice. Uh, so you, you could, it would make your life a lot easier rather than just like counting on a, a computer algorithm with no knobs you can turn to remove a background. The worst part is I that. have I have Photoshop. I just still find, like, even when I open up uh, Photoshop, I still will copy that image to PowerPoint, remove the background, and throw it back in if it's, like, something I want to get done quicker. Because I'm like, I just like it so much more. <laughs> That's so much worse. You sound like such old people. Yeah, like, right? Like, I'm so I, I wish I wish our viewers could see the disappointment in my face <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure they could feel it <laughs> yeah even just thinking about using microsoft powerpoint or <laughs> word instead of google docs or any sort of app that's actually designed for re- like removing a background is sad it really is kind of sad but, yeah <laughs> but hey whatever works hey it, it, it gets the job done man it gets the job yeah. done yep oh man so so we got the holiday season coming up here right so so how have your shops been? Cause, cause mine, I got, I've got a lot of stories. I mean, it's been, there's been a lot of nights that I've actually worked till 4am and had to wake up at like 6am for work and then went back to the shop during lunch and then like took a 10 minute break here and there to get back to the shop just so that, um, you know, I got the Etsy shop and I've been, I go insane with trying to make sure my items arrive in time for Christmas because I don't want to be, you know, unfortunately that guy that somehow ships it late, even though maybe the order came in late. So like my dartboards, right, those take normally, I tell people three to four weeks to give myself a very big buffer. And I had people ordering them like 10 days before Christmas. So I've, I've, I've gotten, because like in my head, I'm like, I, oh, they got to have it for Christmas. That's like so much more of the effect. Like they got to open up on Christmas. I just decided, you know what? We're going to knock out, a you know, two dartboards in one night. You're not going to sleep. And then like, like timing out like the gluing process and everything like that. And it's it it was rough, but like it was so satisfying because now I'm done. Like, you know, there's no more orders at this point to, to, in time for Christmas. Um, and, and for everybody listening, we're, we're probably about what are we like a week away from Christmas now, I think. So, yeah. so, so now, you know, I don't, 
uh, guarantee Christmas orders anymore at this point. Uh, but it 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 feels good. You know, I, I got them all out. Uh, the last ones went out last Monday, which, you know, obviously have some risk of maybe not getting in there in time. But but it feels good. And it feels good to like have like powered through and said, you know, screw it. I don't need sleep today. You know, it, you know, it works a little bit easier during the holiday season. Anyways, I'll be like a zombie through it and, and, and get through it and all that kind of stuff. But but it's it's been a madhouse. And, you know, I told you guys uh, when we spoke a while ago that. You know, it, it is nice to also like relax during the holiday season. But when, when Christmas comes comes around, I like I'll push out all my marketing. I'll like I'll like hit it hard to just make, you know, as many sales as possible because like people just spend money around this time of year, you know, and, mm-hmm. and and it's a good time to kind of test the market and the wooden docking stations that I've been making with the Glowforge took off randomly and it was like a blessing to me because while i could while i was making the cork dartboards i'd run the glowforge not have to like sit there at all and just keep it churning out like docking station after docking station with like little effort from my part but just jumping up the sales so now i know now i know for next year you know that's like the one thing i have on there that's um probably like the the least amount of hands-on effort to to make a product i need more of that because that just like it was as if I like had like a person working in my shop for me that I could tell go do this while I'm like getting this part done. I need more items that I, I want to sell. You know, this is way more on the business side, right? But but I need like more items that I can just hit like go on the Glowforge and then you know have that revenue for the side business to so I can go do something else with my hands at some point. So so it was interesting to to test out the market and see how well that worked out and. Those are great because I could get them out within a day. Like I had people order it one night and I was able to ship it the next morning because of like how simple and, um, you know, how put together I actually designed and put the time into that early in the year. So so definitely something I got to hit harder, you know, going forward. But but how has it been with you guys? Because you guys said you like to try and step it down around this time of year. So how's it been in, in your shops? Absolutely silent. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't kidding when I said I closed like the the order books. Um, the last thing I did was a commissioned box for someone's anniversary, and that's only because there's someone I've met like before in person, so like I know them. Um, but other than that, I've just been scaling back as much as I can, and there have been like I've been spending more time physically at work because mm-hmm. um, I used to go in Monday, Wednesday, Friday, which was great because the commute sucked. Um, but with so much going on at Carbide 3D, like these past few months and going into the future, like we've like we've got more accessories and products to launch, and I foresee just my need to be at the office to remain pretty high for at least another couple months. So, uh, like between like the commute adds another hour and a half to my like full day at work anyway. So. Um, like when I get home, it's like barely enough time to like make dinner and then maybe like play some video games and then go to sleep and then repeat the whole process. And on the weekends, I've just been trying to take it easy and like actually like enjoy my time and like maybe like go on a Skype call with some friends or hang out with another friend or uh, like plan projects. Um, cause that's the big, one of the things that I miss the most is having time to, sort of dream ahead and like work on a more ambitious project um right now with everything that's been going on it's just been like oh i need to make like a project video for this thing or i need to make a video showing how to use the new shapeoko and it's just it's very mission focused right like i have an objective and it's like all right make the video for that thing um there's been very little time for me to uh like invent like a new aluminum longboard or like the next big project something that's whimsical that's not entirely practical or like needed but it's just something that i can uh sort of let the creative gears in my head turn for a little bit and just uh, enjoy that process so like this month and next month i think i'll probably just sort of uh mess around fusion 360 and Uh, make something new, uh, have a project that I can look forward to. Um, 
but for the most part it's just like I've got some old content, I'll just make some videos out of that, but I haven't actually been machining anything in my garage. Um, I haven't, uh, like, I think the last thing I did was I bought a bunch of organizers from Home Depot, and I still haven't, like, actually set them up and built a little shelf for them. They're just sitting on my workbench, um, and I'll get around to it eventually. But for now, like, for winter, I just want to get home. I just want to relax a little bit. Like, I can't even go out for a run because by the time I get home from work, the sun sets so early that it's like yeah. it's dark and it's cold and I just I don't feel like going out. So Wait a I'm just going to take it easy. <laughs> Wait a second, Winston. Are you in Jersey you or California? Cold. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean cold by cold? Is, it's relative, but I mean down to like 50 or 40. <laughs> Versus like the a... 20 degrees this morning. That I... <laughs> yeah. Where I'm literally holding on to Mally, like slipping as I'm walking down the sidewalk. Yeah. I'm getting a little soft here in uh, Southern California. <laughs> no, it, it's all good. Um, but with you turn, like um, slowing down a little bit in the shop, are you noticing or feeling um, better in any sense? Like, are you kind of like, oh, I could do this? Or is it this whole time like yearning to be like, I, I can't wait to get my CNCs running again? Um or one more thing, is it like how you want to let your mind kind of run free so that you have that something to be like, okay, now once I've figured out what I want to make, then I can't wait to get into the shop. So this is part of a more complicated discussion that probably won't fit in the mm -hmm. scope of this podcast. But part of the reason why I'm not machining as many things at home is because we just put out like brand new CNC machines, I don't have them at home. They're at work. Mm -hmm. And having seen what the latest and greatest can do, <laughs> it's really hard for me to be excited and come home and use an older machine. Plus, as like the content director and like the face of the company or a face of the company, um, I feel like I should be using the best yeah, we have. Sure. And so it's like, if we have a little bit of spare time at work, like maybe I'll just make something quick there and show it on my own Instagram or something. But like that's that leads to me thinking, do I want to get one of these new machines in my house? And if so, I'd probably have to rebuild my enclosure because it's just a little bit wider than the machine I have now. Um, do I even like sh like if the shop at work is getting better and better, what if I just go there on the weekends and make my projects there? But then it's like, oh, I've got to drive half an hour mm -hmm. there, like traffic permitting. Or do I move closer? If I move, do I get a place that's like that also has a garage that'll oh, be wow. more expensive? You're, you're committed. Do I build that shop? <laughs> yeah. Or do I just get like an apartment that's like ten minutes from work, and anytime I need to build something, I'll just go there, and I'll keep the quieter, less messy things, like a sewing machine, and some soldering stations, and, like, electronic stuff, and crafting at home, where it's permissible in an apartment. Or do you get the new machines um, in your garage, somehow? <laughs> yeah, so, like, I'm just, there's a lot of, uh, like, I don't know which direction I want to go, mm -hmm. Um, and until all the dust settles out, like at work, like we're done, like with crunch time and I can sort of, uh, reassess how I want to divide up my time. Um, I'll, I'll probably just keep ruminating on this and, and planning it out. But it would be yeah. great. You know, if you, if you decide to move closer, if you either convince them or you decide to outfit it yourself, like make it more of a shop there so that. You know, if you're actually committing to to use that as like your more permanent location somehow and get there closer, like actually having like other saws there or like sanding and like making an actual way more useful, then to me that's like you you almost have your own maker shop, right? And that that's like a that'd be sick. Yeah, and we definitely could. The problem right now is that um, we're like just taking on more and more work right we there are um there are components of the shape oko that we have made out of house at a, a vendor and recently we were like hey what if we tried to make this part ourselves oh wow how about that one how about that no. one <laughs> and so all of a sudden our machine shop is getting a little busier oh, yeah. and a little busier 
and then it starts invading my space like i say my space but there's a there's a wall in the shop along which i push all of my cncs and that's sort of my domain um and the problem there is that anytime we get a new machine it's like oh hey the new shape oko pro just arrived it's the double xl it's the biggest nice. one uh and you can only fit so many of these oh, yeah. before these like two or three machines just dominate all the space you have available and then it's like well where do i put everything else that i want to put in this space um so it's i mean that area was initially like our our photo area like we have one clean wall we just roll up a machine in front of it you can use that wall as a backdrop and like that'll be where you take your product photos um but like that also became the place where i would do most of my machining um just because it was so photogenic we had lights set up and there's only like I want to put like a workbench along the wall. I want to get some outlets that drop down from the ceiling. Yeah. I want to have maybe one big machine, but I also want some of the smaller machines because it's easier to work with smaller scale machines. Like put a Nomad there or something. Uh, maybe consolidate, but well, maybe not the 3D printers because it's dusty. Yeah. But like, there's like we have a uh, one of those uh, contractor grade uh, saw stops, like the little ones that you can just roll around. But, like, we almost never use it. Like, it's folded up. It's, like, pushed against a wall in the corner. And, like, sometimes when we get, like, a large sheet of plastic or something, we'll use it. But we clearly have the means to make, like, a, a functional woodworking shop. You've got a little, like, bandsaw with, like, a three and a half inch, like, uh, throw capacity. So not really for resawing boards, but, like, if you need to, like, cut a little something out of a, a quarter inch sheet of plywood or something, like, it's it's really easy. We've got a little belt sander. Oh, yeah, we could make this a legit makerspace, but we just don't have the organization to really do it. And if I want to invest and like more of my time in that shop, I'll I'll make the commitment to organize it and make it work. I just don't know if it's worth the effort at this very moment to do that. All right, because that means that it'll pull me into work this, more and this more. This is exactly what you need. You need a tower of CNC machines. So you just need, starting at the floor is one of your Shapokos, and you just make a tower so that you just have all these CNCs lined up, and it takes up the littlest amount of space you you know possible, and it would look so cool, and you'd be the only person with a tower of CNC. That'd be, that'd be great. And you know, if I took the, the actuators from like a, a standing desk, and I had a workbench with like one CNC at the floor and one CNC at working height. But then if I wanted to use the other one, I just raise it up. That'd be so good. I'm picturing like CNCs kind of like bunk beds right now. And like there would mm-hmm. even be a ladder though that, you know, before you have the actuators kind of moving it all for you, you have to climb up and you'll <laughs> yeah. get to like the top level one. And that's where, okay, let me throw this together. Now I got to climb down to level two, work on that one. And then the floor level. I don't know. You might be so, onto a new product here, George. <laughs> it's actually the thing is right now we use a bunch of rolling workbenches off Amazon, and they don't really have good provisions for like a shelf further down. Otherwise, I would totally like put a smaller machine underneath a bigger machine. Um, what I really need is for us to just build like our own custom four by four foot rolling workbench yeah, that'd be great. that I can like like set up with a big open shelf underneath run some like dust collection uh for both the machines uh but that requires a time commitment right i've got to build this i've got to go buy the two by fours whereas we could just order something on amazon the shop guys can push together in half an hour and we can have a workbench for a machine that's not perfect but it works and i can get better when you're talking about companies yeah so 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 hypothetically could you operate a Shapeoko upside down if you mounted the stock with like double-sided taper screws? Could you run the entire thing upside down? Yes, but it wouldn't be ideal. I would rather run it sideways, like up against a wall, sort of like your Maslow. <laughs> My um, mind's exploding reason, with like what this could look like. <laughs> the reason being, like you put it upside down, you don't really save much space. Plus, when you're working and when you're jogging the machine, like left is right and right is left, mm-hmm. like it's It'd flipped. Be confusing. Uh, so, like, unless you're like you're craning your neck, looking at the machine upside down, <laughs> laying on your back or something, it just well, it gets really confusing. I was just thinking of like one of those tool flip tables 
that you could do with the CNCs. But if you wanted to use both of them, then can you still run the one that's on the bottom side? But you could technically still do it if you had them sideways at that. So, you know, just rotate sideways and operate them both. Although, you know, completely not necessary at all, any of this, but it'd, <laughs> it'd be great. <laughs> That'd be a pretty cool video to see. <laughs> it would be super interesting. Yeah. Gosh. Winston's oh, mind is looking into what's yeah. going on. Now, there. if anything, I would do the sideways machine. Um, because it, I feel like it takes up less room, and there are advantages to horizontal machining, um, in the sense that the sawdust, sawdust. will automatically yeah. just fall out of the like a hole or a cut, or something. Not as much as I've like with the Mazel, right? Like I would have hoped for it to fall out a lot more, um, and then I also wonder. So obviously, when you have it flat, there's disadvantages to. Um, like impacting the sawdust more and more in right so when it's you know um, sideways if it doesn't fall out and now you're impacting the sawdust downwards is there more fear of you um of, of your like bit bending slightly while you're doing the cuts i've always like what while watching the mazel work i've seen pockets of sawdust still build up and i'm like oh man like you know you may well use a toothbrush or something um but I've always wondered, you know, is that ever going to push it up or with the Mazel, the unfortunate thing is it could like push up the whole sled at that point, right? Because the bits, mm -hmm. you know, to bend a bit, that'd be pretty important, like probably break it first. So, so it, I've noticed that if there's a pocket of sawdust and the bits resting on it, it might tilt the entire Maslow sled off or maybe slightly lift it. And that's like, you know, it's it's good enough for the cheap CNC it is, but it's definitely not a perfect, you know, industrial type of CNC machine because of things like that that'll happen. Yeah, you wouldn't have to worry about that on a machine, like, on rails that are exactly. solid. Um, because, like, sawdust is never going to provide as much resistance as solid wood. Mm -hmm. And if the machine can push through solid wood anyway, it, it's just like a little, it's a, uh, inconsequential little blip in the the cutting action yeah. that will not even be noticed oh man hmm. so so i guess There's... on this topic so have you guys made any gifts for anybody with christmas like either with your cnc or laser or with by hands or anything like that any gift making and um, i'll we'll post this on christmas so we don't spoil any surprises for anybody <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i don't really think my mom and sister are listening to this if you are hey, hi mom, mom. Hey, <laughs> um but i highly doubt that when they hear cnc they're like what does that stand for right um anyway i think um i saw this thing on instructables it uh you guys know about instructables right the okay yeah i figured um a lot of my kids like going on there seeing like all the different things that can be made and one of the things that was sent to me, because I guess I signed up for the newsletter, it was the 2020 ornament of the year or something like that. Mm. I was like, oh, let me click on that. Like, what's it look like? And so it's a dumpster fire <laughs> and the year, the, the year 2020 on there. And my mom and sister, obviously, they like most people, I guess, are hating the year 2020. So I was like, oh, I should definitely make that for nice. them. Um, it's made out of felt, but I figure, oh, I could just do it out of wood and then... Um, the way I'll I'll just score it on Glowforge and then I'll peel the tape off, paint you know the top nice. of the fire red, score the or um, peel off the next scored item that'll be orange. Kind of like a paint and sip class where they like tell you, okay, you're going to now paint with this color. I like that. So, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, I could do that. That would be super simple, and they'll like get a kick out of it. So I haven't made it yet, but I do have it on the list of things to do. I have um a few gifts they're we're calling them in school the kids they designed something on easel which is similar to like an inkscape or photoshop um and then that was printed on the glowforge so i'm just finishing up the rest of those and i figure while i have my glowforge out doing that then i'm going to do this for my mom and sister cool um i know adrian's downstairs but i've been trying to think of something that i could do for a gift for her we don't get gifts for each other but sometimes, like, I try to be nice and, you know, make something for her. <laughs> and so I had an idea of something, but I just don't know, one, timing, and, like, two, I don't have a clear enough vision for it. Like, I have an idea of what I want there to be engraved on there, but I'm still trying to, like, work through it. And I have a very short window to do all of it. So I'm hoping I get to that thing. 
and I just don't want to talk too much more about it. It would be really small, and maybe next podcast I could um, cool. t- tell you about it or something. But um, I haven't completed anything but that board, and then I do have a project for over winter break for Adrian's uh, teacher friend. Um, What's so, that going to yeah. be? Is it a um, secret? or? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. That one I could definitely talk about. Um, so her name is Gabby, and there's, I guess, a wine company that's called Gabby and it's spelled the same way that she spells it, which I guess is an odd way to spell Gabby, Mm G-A-B-Y. And um, so she saw this box when she was at um, a bar wine tasting and said her name on it. She's like, oh my God, is there any way I could just get that box? They're like, yeah, sure. We get these all the time. (laughs) Go ahead, have it. So she um, took it and she was like, oh, this is so cool. I wish I could have something made out of it. But she just doesn't know what she wants made out of it. Mm. So Adrian was like, well, what if you made like um, something that could hang on the wall and could hold wine glasses? And then you would see the little emblem. I was like, okay, yeah, that should be easy enough. So that's what I figure I'll do over there. I drew something out on my desk. But yeah, it'll just have maybe four slots. Wine glasses will be able to slide into it. And I'm considering doing, um, you know how there's like little holes and you can stick a wine bottle in Mm -hmm. and it'll like teeter off to the side i might have that attached to there so she could have like a few bottles on top and then like the wine glasses so you take a bottle off you take a glass or two and i don't know i'm still figuring out that little detail but definitely we'll have um, four slots for wine glasses and then like in the middle of it will be that emblem that she really likes with her name That'd be really nice. That's yeah, look pretty yeah. Cool. it's cool like that. It's all made out of or it's all the wood that is like that wine box. So I didn't need to acquire that or anything. It's pretty nice. Like it's just pine, but it's like thinner, um, solid pine. So it should be real easy to work with, too. So I'm I'm excited about it because, again, like I haven't done that much. I've been kind of like really wanting to get out there and do things. So I'm excited like to have the time this winter break to do that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that 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 sounds awesome. <laughs> I yeah. can't wait to see. Yeah, it's like a simple little thing, but yeah, I'm I think it'll end up looking pretty nice. So that that's my little uh, project coming up, kind of like a gift in a way. Yeah, for even sure. Even though it's gonna be after Christmas, but yeah. How about yourself, Winston? You making any gifts there? Nope, I thought about it. There were there was a project that I was supposed to do for someone. And I never did, but it wasn't really important. Um, I was thinking about like just a almost as a joke Christmas gift, just rushing it out. But I I'm all about the Hakuna Matata mindset cool. right now, Good so you, I'm just man. gonna maybe wait another couple weeks. Yeah. She's already waited like three months. She can wait another three months. <laughs> <laughs> so so I like started this podcast talking about like how busy I've been in this shop, and then you come out here and be like, I got nothing, and I gotta tell you, I instantly felt extreme jealousy, and I'm like, huh, I wonder if I'm doing <laughs> things wrong because because I'm that jealous of how like like it sounds so peaceful with Winston at home in this shop, and like he could actually like think about what to be creative with and everything like that. But but I do have I I have a lot of gifts I'm making um, for people and. I hope I get them done in time now that I think about how close Christmas is. But um, so so one is the rocking horse, right? I was going to make that. I mentioned that for my niece. That I finally just cut out with the Maslow because uh, they had to send me a new part to fix something. So that just got finished cutting this morning. So I'm really excited. Um, and I mentioned I just had to, got myself that gift, the bandsaw. So, so um, like you mentioned, uh, Winston, I'm going to be using... Um, that one cut out with the Maslow to make a whole bunch more of these so that I can give them to two of my nieces. And I'm going to keep one template for myself to sell any, I'm thinking about making these like kits so that people can kind of like make them themselves and like paint them themselves and um, kind of be a little bit more fun for them to do. So we'll see how that works out. So I'll keep one, one template in case that works out. Um, and then mention I'm doing the cutting board that I'm stressing out over for no reason at, at all. Um, and then, uh for my sister i was supposed to this is like a a a year two uh, a gift two years in the making i was supposed to make her um like this uh bookshelf chair a while ago so so it's just like a a lounge chair that like like has all these slots for books all over because she's an extreme reader and 
you know, I never got to it, kept pushing it off because I ended up moving and like didn't have a shop. And then then she moved to New York. So I was like, well, it's not going to fit to your door and I'm not going to carry this five flights of stairs up to New York. It's going to be heavy as heck. So we'll push it off. And now she's back in Jersey. So I'm going to see if I can get that done in time. I think I maybe can. I don't know. We'll see. Because I have some ideas with it, like with what I might just like go crazy with like the colors and make it really like pop out. And then I was thinking about lasering a whole bunch of book quotes um all along the back of the chair i think i'm trying to like i have an idea of what it could look like good but i'm hoping i don't mess it up too bad and make it look like crap <laughs> so we'll find out um and then did you say you were making that real quick out of two by fours or i forget what you said with the so, last chair so um because I, I was gonna say, if two by fours, just do it, and then be like, ah, oh, that looked like poop. Okay, next one. Let's try again. So I think I might do two by fours, but I might cut them down to like two by twos and shape up the wood and make it look a lot nicer. Um, and it's gonna be painted anyways. Um, and then I'll probably put a four by four post um, from the bottom layer to where the seat is so there's a lot of more support for you know the weight of the seat because i just don't trust you know two by twos to really be as supportive um, for like a lounging chair where you know you're trying to put your whole weight on it um so yeah i think something like that and that way it's like cheaper because wood prices are just like crazy right now so so i i what i was actually thinking about doing is i'm going to take down the axron cage because we you know we've done what we wanted to with that um so i was just going to use all that wood <laughs> for this chair i think so so not only do i have to build this i have to take out the entire thing shape up the wood cut it up and like glue it up before christmas so we'll see how that works out <laughs> oh, man. and then i got one more gift that's i'll mention like after the new year because it's more of a surprise for michelle and i, I don't want her to hear me i think it's i think it'll be kind of cute and cool and more kind of design work so so i've got a lot and i'm happy the um the sales in the shop have kind of slowed down uh for now so i can kind of concentrate on on the gifts gift giving portion um of everything just so you know george you have less than six days so <laughs> is that really what it is less... is it six days six days yeah it's oh, it's geez. the 19th and if you're trying to <laughs> hand them out on the 25th i assume you're not trying to like, watch the paint dry on the 25th like, if, oh it might be watching the paint dry in the morning of the yeah. 25th of the, and, and oh god so I had a lot of days. I, I mean, I'm just not a hair dryer. <laughs> yeah, that's what it sounds. Like. It's just no sleep, you know. And it's I, I. To be fair, at this point, um, I did design everything out. I have all like the steps. I still have to go buy some parts and stuff. Um, I am pretty nervous now that you mentioned. Yeah, this is gonna be good. It's gonna be, it's gonna be great. <laughs> just like to keep it busy and interesting, man. Just really up to the to the wire with these, I guess. <laughs> Do you have a a time like block or a month or a week set aside after yeah. the new year to, to sort of unwind? Yeah, so I, I took off thing. work between Christmas and New Year's. And so, oh, it's good you brought that up, actually. I, I've drawn out plans for myself. That's going to be my shop cleanup and organization type of week because that's like extremely relaxing to me getting to like clean the shop, put things in the way I want them. I'm building a French cleat wall and doing um, like a tool organizer uh, for all of my um, hand power tools. And then I'm making like three flip tool, uh, tool flip carts, whatever they're called, um, for all the tools I have on wheels. Um, so I can just kind of get everything out of the way when I want to and get them in the way because it still sucks picking up um, like my planer off of like the bottom shelf in this like this corn corner of the the shop it, it's still like the worst feeling in the world so 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 that week will be I think it's gonna be pretty relaxing getting to like just do stuff that like help organize the shop and get ready for what's to come and hopefully I can brainstorm some ideas for you know like this is a good time you know good time of the year to really reflect on the business side of at least how i kind of like to think about it like the business side of everything of all right you know how did my business perform this year you know uh, so that i can do all the other like small fun products across the year and this year is you know knock on wood it's been it's been awesome absolutely awesome so now i gotta think 
what are my goals for next year based off how this year went to know that I'm still, you know, progressing um, the way I want to be. I, I, I like to think of it that way because I, I want to keep seeing growth. I This year, I'm more than three times my business from last year, which was like, is like awesome to me. It's like, okay, so I'm, I'm making things faster. I did introduce more products that, you know, we're selling and, um, you know, the YouTube side of everything and Instagram and all that also grew um, at a really good rate and, and got some sponsorships as well that I was happy with. So now next year, I got to beat that for me to know that I'm going in, in the right path, right? I don't want to even meet it. I want to, I want to beat it. This year was three times. I think that's kind of, that's awesome. Uh, I, I don't know if COVID helps with that because people were at home and spending money, which was really nice. Um, but next year, if I can get close to double or one one and a half times what I did this year with with growth and subscribers, growth and in sales and everything, like as many of the aspects as possible. Um, and I got to start thinking, how do I get there? I think introducing products got to, you know, I definitely got to step up my YouTube game because I'm, I'm slacking hard on that. I'm, I'm you know, I really want to do either better videos or more videos. So that's, I'll probably take that week between Christmas and New Year's to kind of reflect on, on all that kind of stuff and figure out what's, what's next as well. I like to think a, a lot as much as possible about that. Just one, do you have, oh, go ahead. <laughs> do you have any preliminary thoughts on how you're going to distribute your work? Because it sounds like the the cork dartboards can only scale up so much um, versus like you were saying, you had a lot of success with the, uh, the Glowforge project yeah. where it's a lot of hands-off time. Um, so do you have like, do you sort of have an idea for like, Oh, I'm going to make a couple products for the Glowforge specifically, and then maybe one or two more handmade things uh, just so that you don't oversaturate yourself with like, Oh, I've got to make, I can't, like you're going to run into a limit where you can't make any more dartboards unless you just quit your job. <laughs> so that's exactly how I've been thinking. And um, I definitely hit my limit of not this year, but over the Christmas orders, like I hit my limit of how many dartboards I can make. Like I was, I was dying, but I made, I made it work. Um, and I don't want to feel like that again, <laughs> to be honest. I would, you know, the docking station orders, they were coming in and I wasn't stressed when that happened. I was just like, wow, that's awesome. Click go. Boom. Done. Every time a court dartboard came in, I was like, okay, whew, here we go. It's going to be, it's going to be worth it. Let's just like get in the shop and like put the effort in. So just purely based off the feeling of it, I, I want to do more, way more of the machined products, even if it's more like Shapeoko can see and see something, maybe it'll be different from the laser. Uh, something I can click go and kind of go do something else. Um, a lot more of that, a lot more digital files. That's been tremendous as well. I only have one digital file for docking stations as well. So I sell it, but I also sell the, the files for whoever um, wants to make it themselves. And it's, it's, it's awesome. Like there's a few sales a day, some, you know, like, and that's just like, okay, I did nothing. And you just made some money off of something that that file maybe took me like 10 to 20 minutes to make. Cause it was just straight up, you know, like three pieces, you know, pretty easy design. I cut it, I adjusted it and then I was done with it. You know what I mean? And so I want a lot more of that. I think, I think that could be a really um, easily repeatable business. And, you know, if I could like make the same amount of money without cork, I always want to make cork dartboards. It's kind of my, my thing at this point, but I don't want to be, have to make, you know, 10 one week. Cause that's, I have no time for anything else. And I, I, you know, I don't like how that feels, I guess. Just something to also recognize, not trying to throw all the problems <laughs> that you might have. I'm feeling it. The, <laughs> yeah. The, the Glowforge will become a bottleneck for you Yeah, that you have only you know so many glowforges so you can only make so many of those products yeah. so that either means uh hey glowforge uh you have somebody you got to send a free laser to <laughs> um or or yeah you have to start thinking about um how you're going to get people to just buy the digital file mm -hmm. i guess right um but yeah I, or, or, <laughs> what's or you can subcontract to another person who has a glowforge <laughs> That's a possibility. So I've thought of that with actually the cork dartboards. I've like thought to myself, like, I don't want to stop making them, but maybe I can find a new maker in the space who wants a little bit of side income that like, maybe I'll test out how their quality is first. I don't know. We'll see. But before having to like buy another Glowforge, um, mm -hmm. 
I've worked on, and I've done this with the cork dartboards, and it's why I was able to make you know a good profit off of them. Um, being able to design so as you know so that okay with this one sheet of of wood that I put in there, I can make the entire docking station versus having to swap out three pieces of wood for it, and then um, and then there's the whole well if. You know, the only customization on the docking station I put is like a monogram of somebody's name if they want it. So just cut out a whole bunch of them ahead of time. And, and all you have to do is laser on the monogram at the end and then you ship it out so that you kind of get rid of it, you know, during the downtime. You know, I don't think if I ever get there, that'd be great. But I don't think I'll ever be um, a side business that has so many orders that if my machine was running 100 percent of the time, I, I can't keep up where I need to get the second machine. If I do, I'll get the second machine. I'm not. um I'm not shy about investing into the business, the tools I need to get there. That's how I think I've grown again, three times this year versus last year. And, you know, when I wanted to go for it, I spoke to my wife, said, Hey, I think this is a good idea. Paid the money and bought it. You know, I didn't wait for a sale because you know, whatever it was, I just got in and then started selling with it. Um, you know, that band I just bought, you know, that was a hefty purchase, but I'm like, now I can make a template and, and make a whole bunch of stuff with it a lot faster than what I used to. I still remember the days in the shop where my best tool was a table saw from Harbor Freight that could not cut straight no matter what I could do to it. So I would try to make these cutting boards even out of it and the wood was never straight. It would it would have gaps in it. It was, you know, it took forever to to fix it because of that. And I I each day I come to realize, you know, when you put the when you're ready to grow Put the money into that machine that helps you grow. Make sure that you like know you'll make the sales with it first, I guess. You know, like before the Glowforge, I had the blue light laser so I could actually test the market. Um, but yeah, if if I need another Glowforge because I'm like crushing it with, with those type of sales, I'll get another Glowforge and I'll just keep it going up. Or I'll, I'll contract it out to you, Luke, or to Ed. You know, Ed's got one too. It's good to have friends in the space. Uh, he would love that. Oh, and then he'll he throw it, it into AMD or Apple or whatever stock. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> he'll triple his money in no time. Yeah, so, but, but, you know, I am hope I hope I have these type of problems, honestly. I hope that mm-hmm. um, I, I, I'm kind of upset that I never got to launch in time for this Christmas um, you know, those designs for like the kids that I wanted to make, like the rocket design and the tree. Um, I'm going to launch that and that's okay with me because I'm okay launching in the beginning of the year, not during the rush so that when I do one order, I, I can kind of get used to it. And then I perfect it by the time it's rushed, like these docking stations before Christmas season happened. Um, I had a few throughout the year and I was able to get the right packaging for it ready and know all the costs for that. And know exactly the thickness of the wood and really kind of perfect it. And when Christmas came, I had all the packages ready and I've never felt like more of a company until that point. You should have seen like my dining room table, just the same envelope size, like stacked up across the table, all with the shipping labels ready to go again, like several orders from the night before I was able to just pop out like this the next morning and ship it. And I was like, that feels pretty cool. Like, and again, it wasn't stressful. I could, click go and I could go play a video game if I wanted to go back, switch it out and go back in. It really felt good. I want to grow towards that. It's about to crush all my dreams. <laughs> no, I've actually got a question for you. Did you invest in a label printer for printing out shipping labels? Because I hate when I have to like <laughs> oh, go to my man. printer, put it in an eight and a half by 11 sheet of paper, put out a UPS label and cut it out and then packing tape it on. It just, it adds like five minutes to the process, which if you multiply that out, is stupid so um i've been looking at options out there as one of the steps i might go to what i did invest in and for anybody that has shipping of any type um i invested in one of those uh rapid tapers so it's like the handle with a tape so instead of what i used to have to do to try and be efficient i'd like have my workbench there and i'd cut out lengths of tape and just kind of go along and keep pulling out now i got the thing that I hold the piece in place, tape, tape, tape. It saves, it must save at least a half an hour for the cork dartboards alone because it's just, it has the cutter right on it. It's it's just one of those efficiencies that you need to do once you start like scaling up your business, I think. And I think the label um, maker will be on the list eventually. Um, I think I, I've been looking at it at least. They, they're pretty expensive to be honest. So it's like, I'd have to like really... I don't know. I think I'd have to scale up a little bit more for 
that to be worth it to me versus you know the scissor and cut out and right now like i'll cut it out when like the glow forge is running because i know um you know etsy makes it everything so easy you just like click print and i cut it out and ready to go but i think i will if i keep growing i think i will get one of those because they look pretty useful so something with the labels um i used to hate the same thing winston and i got lazy and i started folding it instead of cutting it so oh, i would just like fold it behind there and be like all right that's good enough and now you're saying you have the nice um like tape thing so the only issue is that with that i guess is maybe it could look less professional if you don't take the time to make it a nice straight um fold but i don't know you probably could cut out on the Glowforge, a template of what the actual size of a label is, and then you would be able to get your creases really good, and it kind of would become like part of your process that you print out your label, you get your crease maker, put it on the back and fold it. Or honestly, just like template, exact knife, oh, trace around yeah. it. Well, I actually yeah. have one of those old school paper cutters um, that like my mom had from like back in the day, and uh, you know, if you ever seen Guillotine. the Punisher movie, it's like when he kills somebody with one time, they like. Takes this thing off and like chops them, but um, that thing is great. And, and now that you kind of mentioned like the professional looking portion of it, that's another thing I want to step up because right now, like I do thank you notes and I have stickers. I'll give people stickers. Everybody loves stickers, um, but I want to make a really like almost like a postcard thank you note. So um, you might have gotten these from some sellers if you buy things, but like it's like a laminated piece of like. Um, cardboard or something that says like a thank you note with hey here's a discount and and um you know on your next order and it like just looks so much more professional than a piece of paper printed out that you know it's nice i can add their name to it but it's not as it's not as nice so so i think that's one of the things i i'll add to to my orders going forward just like stepping it up you know one one bit more like every you know trying to figure out the ultimate you know solutions to all this type of stuff so, so got a lot going on. <laughs> yeah. One more thing that I wanted to add when you were talking earlier, I think Winston had a good uh, rebuttal to whatever you had said, but um, for your next step in your company, are you planning on incorporating time for you to sleep at all? Or, <laughs> <laughs> um, or is it purely what can you add in 24 hours and do there? Or are you keeping that in mind? I... You, can, you can keep grinding is great. But at some point, like, aren't you going to just, I don't know, just go crazy? I hate sleeping, man. So, so whenever people say like, you know, what can your superpower be? Like, I always, I will say, I wish either I didn't have to. Yeah, I wish I didn't have to sleep as one of them, um, or like need like breaks or like anything like that. Because when I try to sleep at night these days, it's con like I have graph paper next to me now so i could actually draw a design it used to be notes now it's like well i want this design because and this is honestly my own fault like if i was like winston and like took time to like plan things out and like draw out concepts i wouldn't at night think well i'm gonna forget this i better write this down and like ruin all my sleep cycles and everything but i you know I love being in the shop at like 1 a.m. and 2 a.m. To me, it's like so peaceful. Like there's, it's like quiet. Even if I open the, like it's just so nice to me. So I love I it. I totally <laughs> agree with you. I completely, completely agree with you. Like that is something, even when I'm planning or doing grading and all that stuff, like I'll stay up until probably midnight most nights and I'm waking up at five. So like I'm cool with five hours of sleep. I feel fine with it and everything. I know it's not the best for my health, but I feel pretty good with it. But that time from like nine to midnight, which isn't that late, but in my house, like Adrian likes to go to sleep really early. Yeah, Michelle she too. doesn't get to do that anymore, <laughs> but that's a different story. Yeah, when it's normal and she can go to sleep and like I can essentially just turn my phone off and just do what I yeah. want to do, whether it's schoolwork or I'd really want to get out in the shop. That is like, I'm in the zone. Like that is my time where my mind is working. And I feel that I actually stop myself. I said, like, "Ooh, it's getting kind of late. I probably should go to sleep." Um, but from what I've been listening to, I've been trying to like be more um, mindful of what I'm doing to myself when not sleeping. And I just want to make sure you keep that in mind, I guess, George, because so you seem like you're in a good mood and you're banging things out, which is great. But sleep is important, even if you wish it was. I agree <laughs> completely superpower. with you, but my mind 
thinks the exact opposite. So like you're saying like, oh, you're like, oh, I should probably go to sleep. There was like a lot of the nights where I was like, oh, it's 1 a.m. Like I should sleep so I can get more done in the morning. And then my mind goes, no, if I could stain this and glue it now, it'll be that much closer in the morning. I won't have to wait the extra hours in the morning. And that has to get done. So spend an hour now, do it. You know, maybe sleep in an hour in the morning, and then at least that long. And and that's that's normally the part the portions that keep me up at night are the I want this to get done because it takes a, a while to set, and especially when you're shipping stuff. Um, you know, if you ship something that's hasn't glued completely, I think actually like if you bubble wrap it and stuff, you stop the moisture from going, and it doesn't actually dry completely ever when you like ship it. It could be like a huge mess. I've had that happen with like one or two corks in the past. I'm like that sucked. So I will, my, like, at this point, it's like, all right, it need, the glue needs to dry. Or if I do the finishing, it'll dry at least. Spend the hour, it'll, and then in the morning, just sleep in. And that's what I'll normally do, to be honest. I don't wake up early it's when mm-hmm. I don't have to. Like, I'll wake up early for work, but if it's a day in the shop, I'll, I'll wake up at, like, 7 or 8 or something. Not as early as, like, like 6 or earlier oh. than that. <laughs> no. I've- it's all it's all relative as long as you are sleeping right but something with drying i learned in my house my laundry room gets super dry so i now have like a um not an oven but it is very dry and very hot so when i was oiling this board i put some oil on it and like you only have to wait that it's the howard's butcher block oil the mineral oil so like i just put it on there it usually soaks in real quickly but I was doing it all in the laundry room just because it's insulated instead of going into the garage. And um, <laughs> I noticed like it was drying out like really quickly. I was like, what the heck is going on in here? And I, I would feel that when I go in there, it is a lot warmer and it's really dry. Um, but I forget what else. We put something maybe in the sink that we have um, one of those uh, nice like big bucket sinks to like clean out paint and all that. Um, and we put something in there and it dried out like within, I don't know, say a half hour. And normally it would have dried overnight. Hmm. Um, I think it could have been like paintbrushes or something. I was like, oh, so now I know if I'm dry- if I'm gluing something and I need something to dry, I can essentially use that as like a little chamber to dry things out. So I don't know if like you have a spot in your house where you could almost be like, okay, when I'm doing cork board, dart- uh, cork dart board, put it in there to dry like again just to help you speed up a little bit there could be like weird little um tweaks that you could add to your process maybe so i'm curious because i remember seeing jimmy derosa on um when he did like the the show making it um i remember him mentioning on there that what he likes to do with wood glue is he'll also put um maybe another type of glue and he'll um air spray it and the other glue will instantly like lock up and that lets that makes it all like stay in place and the wood glue like will eventually dry out or something and that's like one of his like tricks he does when he needs something done a lot faster i have to look that i have to look There's that a tip up a couple again. tricks one of them's like you sprinkle like i've heard the salt it, thing yeah and I haven't tried yeah. it i heard it could also be a problem because it like the salt grains can actually like make it so it doesn't sit flat because they're like i guess that Mm, that's true so yeah. i've heard that it might depend on the type of wood though like pine is so soft, oh pine i'm I sure it'll be fine yeah geez, yeah maybe like a hardwood like, maybe yeah but yeah i or if you're not clamping it enough either like you can apply hundreds of yeah, pounds of pressure with a clamp like that person probably pushed them together i never tried it but i've heard that problem so i'm curious now and i've mm-hmm. never yeah just yeah. i've got to add salt to my well, shop i guess i <laughs> I have a a little drying area for like finishes and epoxies and it's my CNC enclosure. So I've got some LED lights in there and it's like 30 to 40 watts of uh, power dissipation there. And so if you close it up, um, it'll actually warm up the in- inside of the enclosure about 5 to 10 degrees above oh, wow. ambient, which is important like because it gets to like 50 45 at night here and the garage is uninsulated and in fact because it's california there's like vents in the side so like there's always like fresh air coming in it's not very well sealed at all um so especially for epoxy or like polyurethane where you've got to keep it close to like 70 um and it'll it'll cure faster right because otherwise it's like oh it's like 50 degrees 55 it's going to take the full like three days to fully harden 
Um, if you can get it up to 70 or 75, you can set it a lot faster. So I will, um, you got to clean out your enclosure really well, like just vacuum all the surfaces, especially above the lights, uh, because you don't want dust falling down onto your piece. But if you turn on the lights and then you close it up overnight, it keeps it a lot warmer. And that's what I do for like finishing pieces. That's a really good idea. Yes. Yeah, that's the one thing I haven't like dedicated and I I don't I'm I know I'm not going to at this point. There's no room. I haven't dedicated any spot to finishing. My preference is normally to do like finishings outside a lot of times, which you're right, kind of sinks things in the winter time. Um, but I'll normally that's where I normally like break out, um, open up the garage door and like throw like whatever it is on top of my garbage can and like just like finish it there. But a nice finishing um, station one day maybe a bigger shop but but right now it's just it's yeah it's there's no i'm not gonna dedicate space to it right now that, that sounds pretty nice though oh, oh mine's going crazy <laughs> there's just so much i want to get done I, I like so the one thing i do have for finishes is i have um those like paint booths um whatever that company is that oh, we, we went to a conference and like they gave us home a right home or, right yeah i got one yeah, of their yeah. paint booths or i think i even have two and i gotta tell you i never end up popping that thing out surprisingly it, it's probably more like uh, more towards the, i i make things that are too big to to fit into it so it's kind of defeats the purpose but um it'd be nice to have like a shop one day where like there's just like a, a corner or something that's like the clean room for finishes that that that's that sounds like it would be a nice addition um yeah yeah i always think the biggest thing for me when it comes to finishes is all the fumes like exactly. i don't really care yeah. if i'm painting up a wall and it's got green purple and yellow on there it's like ah who cares yeah. it's just <laughs> like it's the finishing area um or like my driveway I yeah, spray right. painted so many things <laughs> on my driveway. People are like, what is he doing over there? Like, what graffiti or art is he trying to um, <laughs> put on the driveway? But yeah, like, I, I don't care about that part. It's more like what Winston's saying, the dust, the dust or yeah. dirt if I'm outside, leaves falling because we have so many trees. Not now, I guess. There's no leaves up there. But yeah, I feel like having a spot where I don't have to smell the fumes, like it can just blow away with the wind. Yeah. Um, or if there's like a, what's that, the fume hoods, like when you were in um, any of the science classes throughout college, like having that area that's dedicated to really like getting out all of the chemicals in the air, that's the biggest thing for me. Um, and I like the idea of speeding up the time if you have some heat or something, keeping it at the right temperature. But hmm. yeah. That, that I think, like what you're saying, George, it is hard to think of it as like having dedicated shop yeah. space. Um, but I think kind of like what Winston's saying, or even as I'm suggesting within the house, as long as it's not something that stinks, you know, like polyurethane or any of that, bring it inside and let it dry just so that you have it at the right temperature and possibly speed things up slightly. I've even, I remember in Chesterfield, I used to um, use my space heater when I was doing uh, any of the epoxy yeah. and stuff. Just because my basement, I figured it didn't get as hot as the rest of the house, um, even though I had the vents and everything open down there. But it was a larger space. It was unfinished. And I would have the space heater so that at least I had a localized area that I thought was closer to 70 degrees. Does that ruin like the integrity when you or did you like keep it like low on the lower setting? Like when you have like a, more of a directed heat source? Um, I mean, I never that. noticed something that you know where it was noticeable okay right like i never noticed oh there's bubbles or it ran off or it didn't set mm -hmm. or things like that i never noticed that um i did have it directed pretty much like right onto it maybe it was a foot and a half two feet away yeah, so that's pretty um but i always had it oscillating like i never oh, okay. had it just so that's pumping i think right that's kind of key it. yeah yeah so maybe that was enough but i i figure I like kept it kind of like in this one corner so that it was again like a localized area hmm. that I felt was closer to seventy or seventy five, um, but yeah. Cool. Yeah. We've talked about so many different. Oh things man, in the last <laughs> this, has been, hour. this is the, this is the one before coming the up with a title is like <laughs> yeah. not even possible. Christmas madness, but it's yeah. been it's been good. So so I guess the next time we're gonna talk is gonna be after the new year, right? So. I, 
yeah i think so probably so so merry christmas and happy new year's guys and can't wait to see what you guys posting all these projects that or at least luke's projects since winston's on vacation here yeah i'm gonna post nothing. <laughs> <laughs> love it <laughs> well, i will be back on instagram i think on the 23rd awesome I'm finally going i'll be looking I, out. I did see winston's um got his gift so i'm glad about that he's got part one he doesn't know what part, part two one. is yet part oh uh, i mean yeah he opened a, up his it. gift early because he didn't read the two line that said like secrets or christmas gift on it but that's fine yeah. <laughs> well yeah it's all right that means i can use yeah, it yeah exactly use it for you hope you use it for preparation Maybe for I'll tonight be in such a good mood <laughs> yeah. that i'll actually do a, a podcast intro oh there we go oh, there we not. go starting the new year off with winston moore don't get, get your ready hopes for up <laughs> all right guys so it's been good talking as always and can't wait to see what the next year brings yeah it's been a pleasure Merry Christmas, guys. <laughs> see you in 2021 <laughs>